0: Next on BYU Sports Nation's Strength of Schedule, how does BYU football drop 47 spots from one preseason to the next with LSU and Wisconsin on the schedule? ESPN College football expert Trevor Maddich will do his best to make sense of that. He'll also tell us how many games BYU will win in 2017. Did you know Tom Holmo is a man of his word? Yes. Making dreams come true in the spirit of Lavelle. Details on that. And who's the newest coach on campus? Let's go. This. Is BYU Sports Nation brought to you by The BYU Store? Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. You got to get your groove on before you go get paid. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day to day play by play in Studio B presented by The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday july 7th wherever and however you're dialed in it's always great to have you with us i'm spencer linton teamed up with j-lo's Bay brian logan
1: j-lo just want to say i love you baby,
0: oh, baby. <laughs>
1: i can say that because my wife doesn't watch the show anymore so <laughs> i won't get in trouble
0: i hope not No. I- she doesn't watch the show anymore, and she's, and she's not on Twitter anymore. As so. that is clipped off and sent to her via direct message by about 25 different people. All right. Let's <laughs> right, yes. get off that subject. Brian's in enough trouble already. Uh, good news BYU athletics beginning 50 and 50 today in the great state of Alabama. Now, if you're not familiar with what 50 and 50 means, 50 boxes of BYU swag, 50 days. Fifty states, and in each box, new this year, BYU Sports Nation swag hey. included. Nice, High five. yes, yes. You've made it, Brian. No, you've made it. Credit to David Almodova, Bryce Lake, and the BYU Athletic Marketing Team. This is a huge project each year, and I, I think every year. Okay, this got to be the last year. It's so much yeah. work, but they do it every year, and it creates so much buzz and positivity and hype. For uh, the BYU sports season, so well done. What what other school can pull this off? Hashtag We want Bama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Bama, maybe uh, UCLA, USC. maybe. I'm just thinking about just alumni, alumni. That's that's what I'm thinking about. And right? the alumni with, with base, the strong, with, yeah, with the strong connections.
0: Pretty cool.
2: So
1: yeah, that's all I know. But probably as far as even though other schools may have that base. As far as like, the excitement and the engagement, that's a whole other story, right? Because you could have the numbers, but what fans, other than BYU, are going to get up off the couch, go outside, and go hunt for these goodies? Oh, it's so cool. Right? The treasure like, hunt yeah. in your
0: home state. Right, exactly. With we don't, need, fabulous we don't idea. need Pokemon no more. Hey, I noticed that you're not wearing any red in your shirt today, Brian. Nope. And I took my red, my red bracelet off, too. So You learned your lesson? Yeah, man.
1: I, I, you know, I was a little bit insecure at, after the show yesterday. Cause <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a good. I have good fashion sense. So, you know, for for everybody to get, you know, I had like I don't know, 200 notifications.
0: <laughs> like, how do I block everybody? <laughs> at least the navy blue stripes were bigger than the red stripes in your shirt yeah, yesterday. They were from America, man. You got America. you got that going for you. Golly. Also, don't touch my face on the show. I will I downloaded. I downloaded like eight times today. So, so good. Oh, Friday off to a rip roaring start and about to get better with the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. I just said rip roaring and I feel so old now. <laughs> a rip roaring good time. <laughs> hey, Tom Holmo the BYU Athletic Director, tweeting out last night that BYU will begin selling. Lavelle Edwards logoed gear sometime in early August. The people have spoken. He has heard. It will be available. And even better, royalties for these products will be shared with BYU and one of Lavelle's favorite charities, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Utah County.
1: Cool as that. That's what I'm talking about, man, right there. That's legit, man. Fans get what they want, and then it's helping out a good cause, man. And that's exactly what Lavelle was about, you know, helping others – putting yourself last and others first, man. So uh, good, good good, job to Tom and, and for setting this up. Um, I'll be first in line to get one, man, to get everything possible. Uh, Taylor Sander, Ben Patch, and Team USA men's volleyball uh, face Brazil in the FIVB World League semifinal today in, in Brazil. Oh, let's go. The winner of today's match will face the winner of the France versus Canada semifinal tomorrow in the championship match. Uh, today's match
0: begins at 2:05 p.m. Eastern. Mm. Get her done. Yeah, USA Brazil in Brazil. Yes. Jacob Brugman for the Oakland A's in the major leagues went two for four in a seven to four win over the Seattle Mariners. Hi, Jerem. He also recorded an <laughs> outfield assist, throwing out a runner advancing from second to third on a beautiful. Defensive play. Gorgeous. There's time.
1: i have never say this as, as an athlete, uh, especially uh, an athlete that hasn't made it to the professional level, but there's times where you just don't listen to your coach. <laughs> 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 just don't do it. Just don't do it. You're in the moment. They're not. Zach Blair is even par through day one at the Greenbrier Classic. He tees off today at 1220 Eastern. Good luck to Zachary. Rise
0: and shove. Ah! Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Schedule substance. FB Schedules released an article this week presenting a very thought-provoking and, in a lot of ways, head-scratching list. The top 10 college football teams with the biggest drop in schedule strength from 2016 to 2017. Some background for you all. Based on Phil Steele's projected strength of schedule numbers, this is one preseason to the next. BYU is listed as the number two college football team with the biggest drop off in schedule strength, going from 37th in 2016. Brian, BYU did not play the 37th strongest schedule in 2016, but that's what it was early on. Uh, Preseason. To number 84 in 2017. I do not get it. Me either. I just don't get it. If BYU's strength of schedule was 37 last year, and they have LSU, Wisconsin, Mississippi State, and Utah on schedule this year. And Boise Boise State, too. How are there 83 stronger schedules than that? It's a conspiracy, man. I know BYU had a lot of big names on the schedule last year, but a lot of those teams, let's face it, underperformed. And the big-name teams BYU has on this year's schedule – don't seem like the underperforming <laughs> type. No. Right? Also, when and where you play those games. LSU, de facto road game in Houston, at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, and Utah. I know you get at home as well as Boise State. That helps. Yeah. But good grief. There is beauty in the unknown. So let's have the debate starting with the Twitter question today, Brian.
1: Which is the tougher schedule for BYU football, 2016 or 2000? 17. Pretty
0: simple, it seems, right? Yeah, yeah, very simple. First tweet
1: in, at Laser Sheep. I think LSU and Wisconsin give, to, give 2017 a slight edge over 2016. Really close call. UCLA and Michigan State underperform, and Toledo is the best W. Was
0: Toledo the best win that BYU football had last year? 55-53, Jamal Williams' record-setting game? It was to- exciting. Toledo? Was that the best win, or was it Mississippi State? Mississippi State SEC team, but they finished six and seven. Five and seven, they only got to go to a bowl game because of a GPA exception. So, what was the best win? Who was the best team that BYU played on the 2016 schedule last year? West Virginia? West Virginia, yeah. Utah?
1: Yeah, that, top two. Those would definitely be top two, especially when you look at the, the metrics of how they finished, right? And, and, and we, we go through this all the time oh, you have these big schools and these big names, and then you go and you play them good and you beat them, and then at the end of the year, it's like they don't make it to a bowl game or they only win three games, you know, Michigan State, right? And so it's like, ah, that doesn't really matter. You, put, you throw an asterisk by it. So, I mean, there's, there's, t- to me it's hard to, to look at these metrics, man, and, and go from the preseason to the preseason. Uh, last year's preseason is this year's preseason because you just really don't know how it's going to turn out. But to me, man, I, I got to say the 2017 season, it's harder. It is. And and I look at it from a player's perspective. Um and, and you look at the the, the teams that the P five schools, right, in the beginning of the schedule. And and yeah, they're a little bit more up you know, uh uh tougher uh when you look at the P fives uh versus this year and you have Portland State. But when you look at the, the games and the physicality of the games, that's what that's what I feel gives the edge 2017 at, you know as a player. Um, you know Arizona, Utah is always a a, a, a physical game. Um, West Virginia, you know, a lot of passing. And so, to me, you know, as as a player, I go into those games thinking, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be like a pretty boy game. You know, like I'm, I'm I'll probably have a lot more passes thrown to me. I'll get a little bit more action. But you know, the, the offensive line and defensive line, you all can take a break. Not 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 a much not a lot of action there. But you look at Wisconsin, you look at LSU, and I'm like, man, I'm not about to get no action out here. I'm about to just be so bored, <laughs> so bored watching the game, uh, eating some popcorn. And so to me, man, when you have juggernauts, right, juggernauts and physical opponents like that,
0: that's it's harder to me. Here's how I see all of this playing out. 2016's Furious Five, if you will, Michigan State, Utah, UCLA, Mississippi State, West Virginia. That sounds unbelievably difficult, right, given what those teams did the year before. Michigan State won three games. Mm -hmm. Utah was good. They might be the best team that BYU played last year. UCLA won four games. Oh, that's where they underperformed. (laughs) Mississippi State, losing record six and seven. West Virginia, 10 and three. They faded off late in the season. Okay, so I understand why it was 37th preseason in 2016. Mm -hmm. It did not play out that way. I feel like the high level opponents that BYU will face this year are not the underperforming type. LSU is not going to have a losing record. No, neither. neither is Utah. Wisconsin is a sleeper national championship contender. Mississippi State was 6 and 7 last year. BYU struggled with them a little bit in Provo. That game's in Starkville. Their quarterback's better, Nick Fitzgerald. Like yep. I don't I just back. don't see it. From the article, and I quote, 10 teams who will enjoy the biggest drop in schedule strength from 2016 to 2017, a concrete but often under-acknowledged advantage. Each of the programs listed have an opportunity based on schedule alone to outperform their win total from 2016. So if the schedule is harder in 2017 compared to 2016, can BYU really outperform that? And that meaning, can BYU win 10 Regular season games, Brian. Yeah, of course, man. If the sca- now, and here's here's where this article is right. Okay, BYU plays 13 games. Yep. They play one more regular season game because of the Hawaii exception. Yeah, BYU's weaker opponents. Let's face it; they are not good on paper. No, they're they're not. But I think BYU will win more games this year compared to last year, just because of the mathematics of it. They play 13. They have less Power Fives, mm-hmm. so I think that the Cougars are in a good p- position to win ten and, games. And
1: we talked about this. We talked about this a little bit before the show, man. And I and I kind of compared uh, both of the schedules, 2016 and 2017. And if we're just going off of just P Fives, right? Not talking about the the level or the brand of the of, of the P Five school. You know, you got you got Arizona matching up with with LSU, Utah. Utah is was a wash. UCLA, Wisconsin, both P Five schools. Um, uh, you have uh, Mississippi State. is a wash. Boise State's a wash. Utah State's a wash. Um, Southern Utah, right, is is a, a you know a double A school, FCS school. Same thing with Portland State. Um, you know you have UMass with with Wash, with Fresno, Cincy with with Wash, with San Jose State. So you 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 kind of leave out West Virginia and Michigan State, and you have UNLV and, and Fresno, right? So I mean, to, to me, as a as a from a from a player and even as an analyst. I don't really see that just from that perspective, right? You you have two less P five schools now. There's another conversation I, I can go a lot deeper when you when you compare the actual brands and and the strength of the school, right? And and how competitive that school is. Because obviously LSU and Arizona, you just there's just levels, right? You, <laughs> no way you could compare that.
0: Absolutely, the quality of high-level opponents in 2017 compared to what BYU got in 2016 makes up for a few of those should-win right. games this it, season. Ex- exactly,
1: exactly, man.
0: LSU is better than any team BYU will have faced in 2016. Wisconsin is better than any team that BYU will have faced in 2016.
1: I mean, if you want to put like put like plus three, you know, on a scale versus you know plus one for like an Arizona for LSU, I mean, you you come out on top. I mean, if they if people want to make up metrics and stuff, we should do our own, man.
0: <laughs> now, soak this in, BYU Sports Nation. Enter our stat of the day, courtesy of the man we spoke with in Studio B yesterday, Greg Rebell. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The combined 2016 wins for the four Power 5 teams BYU will play this season in 2017 equals 34. An average of 8.5 wins per team. In those Power 5 contests. Now compare that to 2016. BYU played 6 Power 5 teams. But those teams only combined for 35 wins. An average of 5.8. It is a step up. Major step up in competition. Even though there's not as many Power 5s this year.
1: Exactly. Exactly man. Right there.
0: Numbers don't lie. Still. Beauty in the unknown. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. And get to at least one of your tweets. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hit it. You've got... Sweet. Which is the tougher schedule for BYU football, 2016 or 2017? At TW Robertson says, I do see 2017 is much tougher than 2016. Mm. What does Trevor Maddich think about that? There you go. Much tougher? He's going to join us next. The national champion and ESPN college football analyst, Trevor Maddich, on a Maddich Friday for a change, will join the show to discuss that topic and how many games does he think BYU will win in 2017 this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental your next job is our priority BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere This is how we do it on a Friday. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN, especially if you feel like going after Brian Logan right now. Uh, No, that
1: is false. But uh, listen up, Cougar fans. Let me give you some real advice. That you can take from a real, real host. No, I'm just playing, Spencer. Love you, man. I'm just playing, man. Okay. You do shots at me, i am throw shots right back at you. Fair enough. Download the BYU TV and BYU radio apps right now. Never miss any of BYU Sports Nation, uh, BYU Football, any of the content in the past or present with the apps. Download them today, and I'm not going to push your face. Like I did yesterday. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you're
0: welcome. Hey, don't touch my face. <laughs> <laughs> Our Twitter question today, seeking your opinions as always. Which is the tougher schedule for BYU football? What the Cougars faced last year in 2016 or what they will face in 2017? At CougarStats tweets in, the front end of BYU's schedule in 2017 should be tougher. The back end may be slightly easier, probably a slight edge to 2017. Ooh, interesting I like that. take! I like how you broke
1: that down right there.
0: Use the hashtag BYUSN for more on that subject and all things college football. We are joined by national champion BYU alumnus, friend of the program, and ESPN college football insider Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. It's a Maddich Friday for a change. Trevor, nice to have you back on the show.
2: It's great to be back with you guys.
0: Which schedule do you think will ultimately be more difficult for BYU? The 2016 slate, they finished 9-4, and had a ton of big names, but a handful of underperforming teams on that rundown, or the approaching 2017 schedule with what we think are very high-level top-end teams?
2: I think the 2017 schedule will be a lot harder when it, we look at it from the end of the season. I mean, 2016 looked like a, a, an all-timer of a difficult schedule, but then you talked about some of the teams that sort of fell off the map. I mean, UCLA only won four games. Arizona and Michigan State only ended up beating two FBS schools. And the other school that they had, Mississippi State, well, they only beat three FBS schools in the regular season ended up going five and seven and made a bowl game because of their GPA average. So, you know, those teams were expected to be, as we looked at them, in last summer to be a, a, a horrific run for BYU. And it turned out that those teams really couldn't beat very many folks. This year, the teams that they've got, including teams like Mississippi State, are going to be much improved. And I think that run early in the season we will look back on as, as being one of the most difficult runs BYU has ever has ever had to face. And I think that it will end up being that way when we look at it from the end of the season.
1: So FBF schedule says BYU strength – a schedule is dropping from 37th last year to 84th this year. We were, we were trying to get a better understanding of, of the metrics. It looks like they are taking the, the preseason from last year and the preseason this year um, and then comparing the two. Uh, but that just, that just doesn't seem right, Trevor, at all, especially we, we, we know as athletes that um, you know things happen during the season, uh, teams underperform, like you mentioned earlier. Um, so how would you rate – uh that metric that they're going
2: off of. I, I don't understand it because I mean eighty fourth, for goodness sake, that means there's a bunch of teams that are not in the power five that they have ranked ahead of BYU in terms of strength of schedule. I can't imagine that those teams have a run like LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, Mississippi State on their schedule. Forget about the rest of the conference in the group of five. So I don't understand why it's that low. Now I do get it that the last six games for BYU are against a bunch of teams that the schedule rankers would not respect. Not to say that they're not programs that could rise up and give BYU trouble, but but I get that part. But those four games. LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, and then add the fifth of Mississippi State. I think we'll see, when we look back in December, that those teams are really successful. And if BYU is able to get through them somehow, they will all be quality wins if BYU can do it.
0: And We're calling those five games the Furious Five, and that got us thinking. How does BYU remain at least somewhat relevant for the back half of the schedule You've got to perform well on the front half, but how well does BYU have to perform to be relevant so that people will be kind of keeping an eye on the Cougars when they take on teams that, on paper, they should beat?
2: Well, it would be phenomenal if they could win two of those games. Uh, and Or, excuse me, three of those games. Because Boise State at home is a game BYU has a very good chance to win. Utah, I think, is a toss-up. I think they have, a, they have a chance to beat Utah. I mean, the Utes lost eight players from last year's team to the NFL draft, and others were signed as undrafted free agents. So they're retooling, and they also have a brand-new offensive coordinator. So in some ways they're in the same boat as BYU with having to learn new systems. But uh, I think the other three, LSU, Mississippi State, and Wisconsin, if they can steal a win from one of those teams and end up 3-2 and two against that furious five, I think that will be a terrific run.
1: Trevor, how would you rate um, or, or rank uh, the Furious Fives from, from hardest to uh, easiest?
2: I think LSU is the hardest. I mean, they are phenomenally talented. Now, they do have a new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. And at quarterback, they're just average with Purdue transfer Danny Etling. But the running game will be Furious. The defense has all the LSU talent that you would expect. And I think this being the first game of the regular season under new head coach Ed Orgeron, it'll be be a, a tough ask for BYU to beat those guys. Wisconsin also in the running game. Their offensive line and running backs will be phenomenal. Their linebackers will be phenomenal again. They return all three starting defensive linemen, so it's a line of scrimmage on both sides. Wisconsin will be one of the best teams in the country at the combination O-line and D-line. Now, BYU's offensive line is very good as well, but Wisconsin, there's a lot of reasons why that'll be tough. Then I would say Mississippi State. Mississippi State, Last year, they lost some games because they were young, but they've got a lot of players back, and their quarterback, Nick Fitzgerald, last year was one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the country. Well, this year they've been working on his passing in ways that they worked on with Dak Prescott a couple of years ago, teaching him how to to maximize his talents to be able to complement that running with an effective passing game. And by all accounts at Mississippi State, he's been improving in that category, and so Mississippi State will also be a tough out. Now, from there, I think Utah, and then finally Boise State, and that's how I'd rank the order of those teams.
0: ESPN College Football Insider Trevor Maddox with us on BYU Sports Nation. As he is on a tour of major college football towns getting ready for the approaching 2017 season in Austin, Texas right now. BYU does not stop in Austin, unfortunately, because the way things that BYU has gone for <laughs> BYU against Texas, it'd be nice to see them back on the schedule. They Trevor. don't want none. <laughs> Trevor Maddich, again, with ESPN with us. BYU hasn't finished with 10 wins in a season since 2011. Vegas has set the over-under win total for BYU this season right at 10. The Cougars play 13 regular season games with the trip to Hawaii.
2: Where would you set the over-under win total? I think, I think 10 is good. Ten is good because with 13 games, and you've got the hardest three with LSU, Mississippi State, and Wisconsin. And if you count those as losses just for the purposes of this discussion to set the over-under, then in order to get the ten wins, they've got to beat Utah and Boise State. And if they can do that, then their over means they'd steal one of those games. And the most likely one for them to steal would probably be Mississippi State, but I think 10 is fair. And if BYU gets to 10 wins uh, with this schedule, um, it, it'll, it'll be a pretty good run. Now keep in mind that the schedule is really weird because the good teams are really good, some of the best teams in the country. The teams that aren't so good are really bad, <laughs> and so which wins comprise ten will matter in terms of how we we evaluate a potential ten win season. But I think ten is an over and under. Really hinges on what they do against Utah and BYU. Uh, excuse me, Utah and Boise State.
0: If BYU is ten and three in the regular season, will they be ranked in the top twenty five going to a bowl game?
2: Uh, I I believe they'll be ranked in the top twenty five. Uh, and going to a bowl game, I think they would. I mean, a 10-win BYU on paper is very attractive, regardless of who those wins came from. This year BYU doesn't have an automatic bowl tie-in like they've had in the past. So, some bowl will have to will have to move some things around probably in order to make room for BYU. But BYU is an attractive team for bowls because it's a true national program that will put people in the seats. And so a 9- or 10-win season, I think BYU is definitely in a bowl, even 8 wins. Somebody will pick BYU because this is, this is an attractive program for bowls. Keep this in mind, though, that most bowls already have contractually their opponents locked up from different conferences, so there aren't that many available slots at large.
1: Trevor when I was looking at the schedule last year um, and then understanding that this was a new coaching staff, um, so the players are going to have to you know get acclimated to them and, and to the, the the plays and the schemes and then comparing that to to this year and looking at the schedule, I think I'm a little bit more confident just because of, of how well they performed um, and then having another year for uh, this coaching staff um, does that does that give you any more confidence that that this is year two? under head coach Klein?
2: Yeah, it really does. And part of it is because players understand what's expected of them in terms of preparation. And Brian, you know how important it is to to not wonder what you need to do. But the other part is that it's year two of the offense. And Ty Detmer was known in the NFL as really a coach on the field. I mean he he actually was in meeting rooms and on practice fields and on the sideline during games coaching up some big-name quarterbacks that he played with that he backed up, and that was part of his value in the league. He's known as a great teacher, not a good teacher, a great teacher. Well, now in the second year in in this system, I think he'll throw an awful lot of of stuff onto Tanner Mangum's shoulders and get deeper into that playbook. And because BYU is strong at tight end and strong on the offensive line especially, there'll be a lot of options for – for Ty Detmer to do in terms of play calling, in terms of scheming to create matchup advantages for the Cougars on offense, and if Tanner Mangum can handle the mental load, then I think you'll have a big leap in production, especially from the passing game, from last year to this year. Now Tanner didn't start last year, but he sat, he learned, he was in the meeting rooms, he, he he got knowledge, and that that's important because really, when you look at the difference between a college quarterback and an NFL quarterback in terms of what they're being asked to do. A college quarterback is a running back with an arm most of the time. An NFL quarterback is a Rhodes Scholar with an arm. (laughs) Well, it's that style of defeating the opponent mentally first that Ty Detmer brings to it, and Tanner Mangum, if he can handle the load, they'll have reason to be able to do a lot of things in year two, Brian.
0: Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation, breaking down the BYU 2017 college football season. And right now, Trevor, you are on a tour of the United States to a lot of major college football towns. Let's go national. Who is your dark horse national championship contender this year?
2: Look at Oklahoma State. I think a lot of people are saying that they might win the Big 12, but I don't know how many folks are saying that they could get to the playoff and possibly win it all. But I think from a dark horse standpoint, they have a chance at that. They will have the best offense in the country. Mason Rudolph is uh, one of the best pro-style quarterbacks out there. He's a great deep thrower. I mean great. Uh, And he's got a wide receiving group that is the deepest and most talented in the country. James Washington is back from last year. We all know him. But they got a transfer from LSU in Tyron Johnson, who's even faster than Washington. And they go five or six deep at wide receiver with guys that would all start at many FBS schools. Now, they've got a 1,000-yard running back coming back and a pretty good offensive line. Their offense should be unstoppable by anybody, including Alabama. The question is the defense, and I think that's why people aren't looking at Oklahoma State as a potential national contender. But where they're strong on the defense complements their offense, and that's on the D-line. They have a lot of young, talented, disruptive pass rushers on that D-line that can get up the field and cause a lot of havoc. And when your offense is forcing the other team to go into comeback mode, then that kind of disruption among your defensive linemen creates turnovers. And I think that's the the kind of defense that you need if you're not going to be a dominant defense, certainly one that's disruptive, to cause trouble. And so I think Oklahoma State uh, has a better shot at making national noise than some people give them credit for.
0: Wow, the Cowboys in Stillwater rejoicing at uh, that projection from Trevor Maddich. And uh, I don't know how they feel about Mike Gundy's hairstyle, but probably in his opinion, he's got uh, national championship (laughs) hair going.
2: Well, you know, in the national championship of mullets, yeah. <laughs> I've got to wonder about that, but then again, I'm nobody's fashion plate, so as soon as I get better looking, I'll uh, give him grief for his mullet.
0: <laughs> Trevor, I want to finish with this. I uh, didn't get a chance to ask you on BYU Football Media Day about Lavelle Edwards honoring him and BYU doing so by, by donning that iconic Lavelle patch. What do you think about that?
2: I think it is wonderful. I think anything they can do to honor Lavelle Edwards is well-deserved by Lavelle Edwards. So often, you'll see organizations honor somebody important that's passed on, in part because it brings attention to them. Lavelle Edwards is one of those people that it doesn't matter what good it does for you. It doesn't matter you know, what, what memorabilia might be you know, sold. That, none, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that the honor be paid. To that person, Lavelle is that guy. He transcends any other rationale for doing that kind of thing. And I I like it that they're wearing the patch. I like it that they're focusing national attention on Lavelle because ultimately that's part of his legacy. The more that people look at how Lavelle Edwards lived his life, not just as a football coach, but as a husband, a father, a church member, a friend, the more his, his legacy continues to grow because he inspires for all the right reasons on so many different levels, and I love it, that every time BYU is on TV, that will be talked about.
0: BYU national champion who played under Lavelle Edwards, ESPN college football analyst and all-around good guy Trevor Maddich with us on BYUS. And Trevor, we appreciate the time, and have a great rest of your college football city tour.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks, Spencer. Thanks, Brian.
0: Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He wore number 50, and that just so happens to be a significant number today.
2: Countdown
0: to the Vikings. 50 days. 50 days away from a game. Fall camp opens in three weeks. I can't wait, man. Fall camp opens in three weeks, 50 days, to the first BYU college football game of the 2017 season, opening – a schedule which many of you believe is tougher than 2016. Yeah. What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN to sound off. At Jake in Motown it says, ask me in November. 2016 looks brutal, but Arizona, UCLA, and Michigan State all underperformed. That's a good point. That's the thing. That's a good point, Will man. there be underperforming high-level teams in 2017? Coming up, the newest coach on campus, Julie Erickson, back for a second run with BYU Women's Golf. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Takano's Brazilian Grill, Escape the Ordinary. Welcome back, my friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. ESPN's Trevor Mattis just joined us to talk about BYU's strength of schedule. Why does he feel like 2017 will be much tougher than the 2016 schedule and his thoughts on honoring Lavelle Edwards with that patch. Listen to the interview, more on BYU TV or the BYU Radio apps. Download the podcast at your convenience.
1: Yes. Uh, if you've missed any interviews from BYU Sports Nation, you can catch them on the BYU TV Sports uh, YouTube channel. So, like Spencer said, if you've missed Trevor Maddich, Uh, from last segment, or Matt Brown from earlier this week. Catch all of the interviews on YouTube.
0: Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Athletic director Tom Holmo tweets out last night that BYU will begin selling Lavelle logoed gear sometime in early August. Royalties for those products will be shared with BYU and one of Lavelle's favorite charities, the boys and girls clubs of Utah County. Brian, are you really gonna be first in line?
1: Um, my plan is to actually give Jerem my money because <laughs> he's gonna be first in line. Yeah, Jerem Jeremy
0: has a chance to be first in line. He's the ticket master, right? Yeah. yeah okay. That's a good so, plan. Yeah, good plan.
1: Yeah, hey man, I'm just I just learned from you from the best. Taylor Sander, Ben Patch, and team USA men's volleyball will face Brazil in the FIVB World League semifinal today in Brazil. The winner of today's match will face the winner of the France versus Canada semifinal tomorrow in the championship match. Today's match begins at two oh five PM Eastern. Hashtag get her done.
0: I know what I'm doing for lunch, watching USA volleyball against Brazil. I thought you were gonna get whooped by me and puppet. Oh, Brian, (laughs) why you got to dangle that in front of me like that? Come on, man. You know I'm going to hit that out of the park. Let's go. Uh, Trafalgar any day, man. Let's do it. I'm paying. Jacob Brugman went two for four in a 7-4 to win for the Oakland A's over the Seattle Mariners. He also recorded a gorgeous defensive play on an outfield assist, throwing out a runner, advancing from second to third. I hope Jerem Jordan has recovered from that tough Mariners (laughs) loss. Not really, though. boy, Bruggy. (laughs) Zach Blair
1: is even after day one of the Greenbrier Classic and just teed off
0: and is playing his way through hole number one. Good luck, Bye. Zach. Twitter question today: Which BYU football schedule is tougher, 2016? We know what happened there nine and four, or projecting the 2017 schedule with the likes of the Furious Five, LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, and Mississippi State. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At B Royal Blue Coog tweets in considering the circumstances last year, new staff, new offense, new defense, 2016 wins, more experience breeds easier football. Oh, see, I like that. I like that approach. I mean,
1: we talked to to, to Trevor about that, right? Uh, you know, and and should we have more confidence, even though you know we kind of look at that that schedule in the beginning. That it's
0: it's more juggernauts, right? More quality. Uh, okay, let's uh, put Bronco Mendenhall in there then. See, okay. I I don't know if I agree with this. If if Bronco Mendenhall is coaching last year, going into the season with that loaded schedule versus LSU, Wisconsin, and the rest of the Furious Five this year, which is the tougher schedule? I still lean towards 2017 because how often do you play LSU and Wisconsin? That's not West Virginia and UCLA, which are teams that are good. But no, I can't believe I said UCLA, uh, West Virginia, and um, well, look, 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 somebody man. else. I get, you, I get your point there, and you're right.
1: I think the difference though is that you, your expectations for any new coach, you as as fans and even as athletes, right? It's like we're probably not going to do that well, guys, t- this year. You, I mean, you, it's kind of just by default, and so the fact that they came away with a winning season. Uh, regardless of, of, of the down year or whatever the case may be, we didn't, I don't think we thought that they were going to perform that as well as they did under a new coaching staff.
0: So I think now it's, it's a yes, little bit different. Yes, okay, that, that's true. Like, exceeding expectations yeah. b- for whatever reason. New staff, but you had underperforming teams on your schedule. 9-4, and four, it was a good start to the season for BYU, or start to the campaign for BYU and Kalani Satake. But yeah. I, I don't care if, who the coach is. 2017, when you have LSU, Wisconsin, Mississippi State, Utah, and Boise State, uh, to me, that's just tougher than what BYU faced last year. Yeah. I don't care who the coach is. <laughs> you could be you the that. coach. It's tougher in 2017. You don't want me to be the coach. Man. we have, like, <laughs> negative three losses. Up next, the newest coach on campus, Julie Erickson, BYU Women's Golf. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights, including tonight. BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: I'm going to give out some free advice, Spencer. Again? Uh, Yes. no. (laughs) Again. Uh, Download the BYU TV and BYU radio apps right now. Okay,
0: that's actually a sound piece of advice.
1: Never miss any BYU Sports Nation, BYU football, or any of the content in the past or the present with the apps. Download them today.
0: Which BYU football schedule is tough for 2016 or 2017? Use the hashtag BYUSN to sound off. Joining us now, back on campus once again, 2008 All-Mountain West Conference golfer and assistant coach for BYU Women's Golf, Julie Erickson. Julie, this interview will be way easier than standing over a putt on the LPGA <laughs> Futures Tour to finish in the top 10. I promise you that.
3: Oh, thanks. Hey, it's so great to be back, back on campus, back at the golf course, back with these girls um, and Coach Roberts. So thanks for having me. Okay, how, we, how does it, how does yeah. it
1: feel yeah. to, to be back? And in, in, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of back a little bit, I guess, right? Just, but sure. just in a different perspective. How is it for you being a coach?
3: Oh, um, so when I had the opportunity to coach, uh, with Carrie in 2012, um, I had already kind of begun my transition from player to teacher coach. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved it. So it was, it was crushing to leave her, to leave the girls and, and, um, to leave BYU. Um, but timing just wasn't, wasn't right for our family. And, um, when, when Carrie called and said, Hey, we need to talk. I kind of just I'm like Carrie. There's nothing to talk about. This, I'm I'm there. We're 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 good. I looked at at my husband, and I mean, I think both of us just automatically were, were just so so humbled for the opportunity to come back, um, and and just happy to be here.
0: No, I. You bring up your husband, Zach, former BYU football player. Okay, so we got one of these BYU Sports Nation power couples going on here, <laughs> but whose glory days at BYU were more glorious, yours or Zach's? Oh, you're right.
3: Well, yeah. Well, uh, I'll invite you to our house to come, to come check out check out our you know our little trophy shelves that we have. Um, but uh, you know, he's great. He he probably has no no problem saying that I was maybe the better
0: athlete in, in that time. So, great, even though it's the truth, he admits that that makes him a good husband. <laughs> that,
1: yeah, that's, you're right. See, I, I'm not, I'm not a good husband. I won't admit it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, me and my wife, we say, let's wait until our kids, you know, get old enough and, and we'll see, you know, what sport they play and who really takes a lot of that credit, you know, and who they give the credit to. So do you guys kind of have plans for, for your kids, you know, as far as having this this athletic background
3: uh I think so so for me personally I grew up I really just focused on golf and and basketball even Mm. uh just for conditioning purposes but but Zach was an all-around athlete I think that's what we're gonna push uh on our children let's see what what they're good at what they take to what they love um and I'm hoping golf's golf's up there (laughs) so far so far our five-year-old three-year-old and even our two-year-old they They want to, they wake up and they want to go hit golf ball. So, so we're on the right track.
0: Yes. Yes. Mother's influence. (laughs) Julie Erickson, the newest coach on campus at BYU back after uh, a year from 2012 to 2013. Why did you feel strongly about coming back to play a role in a program that is getting better by the year?
3: Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? I'm, I, I'm just, I was so proud and just cheering so hard. Um, from Texas, at, at the success that the girls and Carrie have been having for the last few years, um, and for my experience at BYU, I had the best time all around. It's more than it's more than golf, and um, and I think as a coach, that's what we want to instill in our in our players is that it's it's more than you know the lessons that we learn on the golf course are great for your game. Yes. Um, you know, as far as a sports skill goes, but the human skills that we learn on the golf course take us far past oh, that. Mm-hmm. And so to be a part of that is just is huge.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a, it reminds me of, a, of an article was written by Forbes about how or, or why um, businesses should hire athletes, you know, first. Um, just throwing it out there. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, oh, i not an athlete? Listen, I, I, I played varsity sports. I started in high school, man, just because I wasn't a varsity guy at BYU. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I guess Come on, you, B. You count interreals too, right? Oh, man. Yeah, man. The put that, wall goes up. That,
1: put that on your on Brian your and Julie
0: are having a conversation. I'm off in the corner. Super awkward. Okay. Well, all right, Continue, idea. Brian. So, Brian. so, um,
1: so, so what, what are some of your expectations um, this year? going into into, into the season and I mean especially when you talk about the the momentum and and just how things are increasing you know how do you keep those expectations rolling
3: sure I think our our goals keep you know keep we not that our end goal has changed I mean we always want to be in contention in national right. championship um and and we're close we're there we have a uh, great incoming freshman um and we have a strong senior Kendra Dalton uh for our team captain to lead to lead our team and so I think we've got we've got great things coming this year.
1: Nice. Let's let's go ahead and let Spencer back in.
0: Oh, hey, thanks Brian. <laughs> no problem. <man. laughs> oh yeah, welcome back to the party. Yeah, Just some time to wrap things up, right? <laughs> Julie Erickson with us, new assistant coach for BYU Women's Golf. Who is the better golfer right now? You or Carrie Roberts?
3: Oh, oh Chill dear. You yeah, had just yeah, right? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, we we haven't played together yet. We, we might need, Carrie, we need to go throw that Yes, no,
1: There it is, no, the challenge. Uh, challenge Yeah, right there. I love
3: it. We were, we were talking about this upcoming Women's Open uh, next month. This is the first year Utah is having a Women's Open. And I'm like, Carrie, come on, let's go play. <laughs> She's like, that's all right. You know, I like, might, maybe she might caddy for me. Um but her nice. competitive, her competitive nature, I have no doubt when she gets on the golf course it's you know it's game on. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. this is a standing question. We might okay. need to go out hey. on the golf course. Go. Yes,
0: <laughs> I'm glad that we have made this happen we've started we've started the conversation I love it. in Studio B. Julie. Great to have you back on hey, campus. Thank
3: you so much. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, this is uh, fantastic stuff. Let's uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation Karma for uh, the upcoming season. And uh, as a tradition, we have our coaches and players (laughs) sign our stretch wide flag behind us. You got it. Give us your autograph if you don't mind. Up next on BYU Sports Station, we get you set for a very busy BYU Sports Weekend with the Cougar Whip Around. What are you doing, Brian? What are you you doing? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest ESPN's Trevor Maddich and new assistant women's golf coach Julie Erickson. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Brian, what's next? Go to the kitchen and whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around.
1: Football. Tom Hummel tweets out last night that BYU will begin selling Lavelle logo gear sometime in early August. Royalties for these products will be shared with BYU and one of Lavelle's favorite charities, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Utah County.
0: Matt Brown of Sports on Earth. Not SB Nation. Different Matt Brown. Ranked college football's quarterbacks, BYU's Tanner Mangum at number 24, Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald number 14, and Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon at number 19. Volleyball. Taylor Sander, Ben Patch, and Team USA Men's
1: Volleyball face Brazil in the FIVB World League semifinal today in Brazil. The winner of today's match will face the winner of the France versus Canada semifinal tomorrow in the championship match. Today's match begins at 2:05 p.m. Eastern.
0: Cougars in the Major League. Jacob Brugman for the Oakland A's went 2 for 4 in a 7 to 4 win over the Seattle Mariners. He also had a beautiful outfield assist, defensive gem throwing out a runner advancing from second to third. Nice job, Jacob. Baseball.
1: Keegan Kringlin went 1 for 2 with with two runs and Daniel Schneeman led the way for the St. Cloud Rocks hitting 4 for 5 with one run and topping the Rochester Hunkers 7 to 4.
0: Sick of Sick a Sick Slim Schneeman. <laughs> I love it. DC Clausen, two for five, with a home run for the Santa Barbara Foresters. They get the victory 10 to 5. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is even through two holes on day two
1: of the Green Dryer <laughs> Classic. Thank you, uh, Mr. Duck. Men's basketball.
0: Duck, that was a cat, dude. Oh. Dixie State Basketball (laughs) announces the addition of former BYU walk-on Zach Frampton. Good luck to Zach as he goes south to St. George, Utah. He played in 13 games as a BYU Cougar. Soccer. BYU men's soccer fell last night to the
1: Colorado Rapids. U-2-3 team, 3-1. Ashley Hatch and the number one-ranked North Carolina Courage take on the Seattle Reign tomorrow at Wake Med Soccer Park, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Watch out for those ducks.
0: Did you miss the lesson on onomatopoeia for what sound a duck makes and what sound a cat makes? Onomatopoeia? What? Why are you saying (laughs) these big words to me, man? So, you know, a duck says quack. I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> a cat says
1: I'm just so used to the
0: ducks. Meow. The, duck, the, the birds. I'll get Jet, my almost two-year-old, to help <laughs> you out with that. Okay. Hey, man, don't <laughs> don't judge me. you talking to you talking to a kid that ask Arlo, dude. I failed recess, ask man. Arlo. I failed recess, bro. Today's Rise on. and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com. We're giving it to Tom Homo. The Lavelle Tom. Edwards-themed gear is going to be fantastic. Our Elite Tweet of the Day. Which schedule is tougher, 2016 or 2017, for BYU football? At BYU Fanatics says, after we go undefeated in 2017, hashtag blue gog alert, hashtag drink the blue Kool-Aid, 2016 will be the tougher schedule.
1: This conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BSU, BYUSN.com.
2: For Brian, i Spencer. Shout out to Zach Erickson.
0: Bye.